come for the zombies, but stay for all of the amazing animal shots. I'm Jackie. It's the Jack, Hannah, and George Romero Animal Kingdom and Zombie Apocalypse Variety Hour. I'm Justin. On second thought, I'll have the soup. I'm Sam, and this is Hell of the Living Dead on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness, the podcast about bad movies and blah, blah, blah. Uh, today we have got a movie from 1980 called uh, Hell of the Living Dead plus a plethora of other alternate titles. I don't know why the Italians do that so much. Uh, directed by one Bruno Mattei on his 72nd uh, appearance on the podcast. So Sam, take over and tell us what the deal is here. The real worth mentioning alternative title to this is Fatal Death. <laughs> Which I'm sure that Steven Seagal is pissed that somebody right? got to him got to that one first. Cause he would have been able to combine it with picture like his earlier pictures, titles, and you know, like out for a fatal death. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the word. That's the most redundant title I've ever heard. Or no, the other one, uh, death, death bed, bed of death. Or no, it was death kick, kick of death. That's a pretty yeah, good death kick, one. kick of death. But that's at least just repeating yourself. Whereas fatal death is super redundant. What's unfatal death? <laughs> is that like. When they do the CPR and you're like, I can see the light. And then you get sucked back in your body and you're like, oh, unfatal death. Yeah, pretty much, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. This death is fatal. All right. So Bruno started out as an editor. And when he got his directorial chance, it was on Sexy Pictures. Late 60s, early 70s. And then he gets to basically just start doing Italian mockbusters. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone borrows or let's just flat out say steals, because I don't feel like the rights to any of this stuff are ever gotten. He just steals shit. You mean the you mean the endless archival footage? Beyond that, there's more there's other movies in here. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Um, I'll get to that in a minute, but one would accuse Godfrey Ho of stealing more, but Godfrey's actually just mixing up stuff that he's gotten, he's allowed to do what he's doing, or it, who knows about that? You can't really even find anything out about Godfrey Ho, but in terms of a guy that just blatantly steals shit, Bruno Mattei may be at the top of the list. I would think so. Yeah, and he has the right idea, though, because he's just trying to have a mixed bag that's a lot of fun to watch. Wait, can we guess what movies he might have stolen from? 
uh, well, clearly, clear, clearly Star Wars. Um, you know, all, all the zombies in Star Wars. Yeah, he stole those. Uh, I think there was some The Graduate in there, and uh, Raging Bull. Raging Bull was featured heavily in this. I was thinking more along the lines of the gods must be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, National Geographic footage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that that's much more like it, Jackie. <laughs> It's not even like National Geographic footage. It's like VCR recordings of National Geographic yes. footage because yes. it looks really bad. Right. So maybe his grandma went on a vacation to like an animal park or a zoo and she took all this footage and she was like, oh, come over and see how my vacation went. And he's like, oh, I'm totally using this. With a, She took a giant 35 millimeter camera with her. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The film La Vallée is where the weird native stuff that happens later is stolen from and then Mm. sort of mashed in with what they could do on their own. They didn't ever go anywhere. They actually shot this in five weeks in Barcelona. Okay. Um, And because of that, Claudio Fagrasso's or Fragasso's featured as the writer and the assistant director there was a number of scripts that happened before they came to this one, and then they end up having what they have resource-wise, and that's why Claudio's involved, is because he's going to be rewriting the script on a daily basis, on-site, while he's also the second unit director. And that gives him the assistant director credit, even though that would be like a misallocation of the credit under Hollywood rules, because the assistant director actually works directly for the main producer, not the director. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he's basically just there because everybody on this crew has probably four or five jobs. Right. They both were also uh, tough cops. Tough cops. In the hostage sequence, they Bruno and Claudio... Gave some Hitchcockian oh, cameos oh, nice. as tough cops. Tough cops. <laughs> <laughs> In the standoff. <laughs> I guess the last thing to mention would be the actress who was quite a phenom in Italy at the time. Margit Evelyn Newton. Uh, she had a very short career of mostly taking her top off. Mm-hmm. I loved her in Xanadu. Yeah, she, well, she does look a lot like that, right? Right. But she gets naked. Uh, She did not only erotic pictures and horror movies. It's a pretty short career. She also just did nude magazines Mm -hmm. and then decided, well, that's about enough of that. I'm just going to go have a family now and just disappears completely. Uh, But she will be back because almost every one of the movies that she's in is really bad Mm -hmm. and pretty funny. That's about the size of what. I have on this one. I mean, I, it's obviously a direct ripoff of Day of the Dead. Yeah, I would say that's as. I mean, it's not direct, but it's pretty fucking close. It's pretty fucking close. Yeah. Uh, it's really close. It's, we'll get I into can't, that. Did the scene in the UN, the speech, that's obviously not, that's obviously recycled, and I couldn't find what it's from. I thought it was from one of the Romero movies. If you're out there listening, 
Uh, email us at TalkerStinkerMadness or one of the many other ways that you can get in touch with us and tell us where the hell is that speech from because it's not from this fucking movie. Yeah, and obviously the dialogue that is taped over or dubbed over is specifically for this movie, but it's not, the scene is not from this movie. So. No. <laughs> it's yeah. really bad. And I, speaking of stealing, I almost forgot this, Goblin, the uh-huh. soundtrack, the, it's not, the Goblin, they couldn't afford Goblin. Right. And it's not like Goblin is that expensive. Right. That's what uh, Fergasso <laughs> says. He's like, oh, Goblin was too expensive at that point. And you're going, what? what? <laughs> Argento had deep pockets? No. Right. Uh, they most of this is from the movie Contagion, okay, or no Contamination, which is actually a ripoff of the movie Alien. Mm. I think and the, then I think they just have. stole some other stuff from Goblin album work, and there's really no way to know that I know that they didn't pay for any of this stuff that they they just stole shit and were like, yeah, we're gonna sell this anyway. Fuck it. Yeah. Right. Fuck it. Right. Uh. Yeah, that's what Bruno does, because we did The Last Shark with Bruno, and I mean, there was so much stolen shit from that, it was ridiculous. He even stole from, like, his other Jaws knockoff. Like, what? God damn it, Bruno. But, uh, yeah, I think Contamination is also on the on the watch list. Like, I mean, that was a potential episode, so we'll see what happens there. Yes. There's... We... we we're going to have to kind of take little mini-tours to the... 70s to 90s Italian films periodically here because there's a lot there. There's right. just a lot there. It's yeah, a deep well. Well, I'll tell you what they spent their money on because they couldn't afford Goblin. Stickers that said hope. <laughs> and they stuck all over those yeah. three helmets that they had that they just kind of rotated from everybody in the first scene. The production design's budget was about 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was surprised at even the locations that they were able to get a hold of, knowing how much money that they're going to spend on this. I was I was like, wow, how about that? That's actually a factory. I thought that was stock footage. They, they got the outside is stock footage. They may not have got those locations, Sam's. They may have just snuck on to those locations. <laughs> sure. They did sneak into those locations. Hey, look at these. That's about how it went. Permits be damned. Yeah. Actually, one of the funny things I was reading about... Uh, the actress was that she apparently was uncomfortable doing the nude scene in this versus any of the other ones. And she was like, well, I just need to have the crew reduced to the bare minimum. And they probably just looked at each other and like, it's just me and Claudio still. (laughs) And he's doing like five things. He's holding the mic and I'm holding the camera. We, we only have four hands between the the two of us. I mean, what do you want here, lady? (laughs) Most of the the cast is also gaffers. Right. That guy literally has tape in his back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's holding up the light and one of his prop guns. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to get into this? Sure. We should mention also, if you're going to email us at Talk at Stinker Madness, that you can yell at me for once again, not picking Cemetery Man for my Halloween pick, <laughs> even though I've said that I'm going to do it for about four years now. It's not streaming, so COVID... Damn it, you. Uh, next year. Hell hey. or high water. Cemetery man. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, uh-huh. I'm not putting any money on that. You know, I, I think by now, if you're an avid listener, you know that Sam is a fucking liar. Yeah, he's full of shit, man. <laughs> he lies about his picks constantly. It's it's not even that he is uh, has an excuse. 
Uh, no, he's lying about his excuse. He just loves lying. He's like a he's a lie maniac. What's what's a kleptomaniac that that is not into stealing but lying? Like a it's a liar, liar, pants on fire. Domaniac. Yeah, because you got to add omaniac on the end. He's it's a lie-o-maniac. called the president. Yeah, you're, you're the president. Sam. <laughs> he's got Trumpism. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a shadow go- government running in uh, on a podcast and just lying to people constantly. It works really well. So basically what we got going on here is this place called Hope 18. It's like some big, like almost power planty, like Chernobyl style building that they're doing God knows what in. Does anybody have a guess what they're fucking doing here? Well, it's not a guess. At the beginning of the movie, they're. It looks like it's a nuclear power plant, but they're apparently making uh, poison. That's Operation Sweet Death. Fatal Death. And they, through the end of the sequence, the guy's like, Operation Sweet Death turned out to be a disaster. And it's like, wait, what could have gone wrong with that operational title? Right. So, okay, they're making poison. This poison gas, I'm guessing. Yeah. Huh. Okay, cool. Cool stuff, guys. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to call the population. What? Is that really? What the fuck? Jesus. Yeah. My... That's what they say by the end of it, but it's just like, we made something that was going to kill everybody, and it turns out it's actually going to kill everybody and, and not just poor people. <laughs> fuck. Oops. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I guess a, a poison that is supposed to determine your uh, monetary value. Right. <laughs> that's an under 40000 or Let's get them! <laughs> like... Yeah, the poison checks your bank account first, uh-huh, and right. then it comes after you for being poor. I'm going to need to see 10 years of tax returns. <laughs> right, wait, you're poison. How about you fuck off? Okay. <laughs> but next time you order pizza, I'm coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have to come back tomorrow and ask you about your extended warranty. <laughs> okay. Uh, I also like that at this, uh, like, to set up this whole movie, the first at least five minutes of it is going through this factory's like status report. Everything's normal, sir. What about the temperatures? Temperatures are normal, sir. What about the radiation? Radiation's normal. What about the, the cooling systems? Cooling systems are normal, sir. And every time this guy says this is normal, it just pans to the same like panel of buttons that do the exact same thing. None of them say normal or have any sort of gauge that you could be like, yep, that looks good. It's just the computer spits out a, that means it's normal, sir. (laughs) Yeah. And they're all inappropriately close to each other for a workplace environment. Yes. Did you notice that? Like, why are, why are you grinding me? Yeah. I'm actually trying to not blow up the nuclear power plant or whatever this is. Uh, the temperatures are good, sir. Uh, how's my penis feel on your leg? Not good, sir. Please step back a little. Okay. <laughs> Feels good to me, though. I like it on your leg. Um, So downstairs, these two dudes are wandering around, and they're like, noony, noony, noo. I've got a Geiger counter, I guess. And, oh, my God, the Geiger counter's spiking. There's radiation. Well, that doesn't make sense because that board upstairs said everything was normal. Uh, Whatever. And there's a leak, I guess, that they go and check out. And well, yeah, they're like, these routine checks are a waste of time. Oh, man. Wait a second. This is a complete fucking disaster. <laughs> 
Hey, grab that rat. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I found the problem. (laughs) Yeah. I found the problem. There's a zombie rat in here. Um, could you just stand there while it kills me slowly? Oh man, this guy's death is amazing. And his friend just, no, just stand there and watch. Like, don't even try to grab the rat or me. Just, just watch me die so slowly from a rat. (laughs) Like, I didn't throw it. I put it on my neck so it would kill me. I don't know how, like, if you think about this, this rat doesn't like, rip through his clothing to get at his guts or anything like that it sneaks in under his hood like his hood is not secure to his head or his clothes meaning that it would be pretty goddamn useless if you're going and checking for radiation yeah those were dead men walking to begin with no no, they were they got painter's suits and then like they got little head condoms (laughs) I, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the rat just climbs into and eats his face, I guess. <laughs> it's hilarious. Slowly. <laughs> it takes forever for this guy to die. Well, and then he doesn't even take off his helmet or anything. He just lets the rat, like, just get up in there and kill him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're. Doesn't try to swat, like, smack his head or anything. Uh-huh. It's just, well, I guess this is happening. Ah! And then I think when he falls down, he, like, knocks a valve off one of the pipes releasing the poison? Maybe, or that's just, like, what they found is that valve's about to blow, and that's not even a zombie rat. He's just like, hey, look at this, and then a normal rat just kills him, Uh and then the valve blows. These guys are so bad at everything that they are barely able to bear witness to the start of the apocalypse. Yeah. So back up at the control room, uh, everybody's uh, running around. I like this because it's a total Dr. Evil. You take that thing and go over there and you move that thing over there. Uh, people are just running to the same panel over and over again. And then like another person runs to the same panel. It's like, no, one person uses that panel. That is their job. They hit the buttons on that panel. You have other pa- panels to hit buttons on. Uh, but the the main professor guy, who's, I guess, the inventor of this toxic gas uh, he fires up the alarm and, and people are going downstairs to see this problem. They've suited up. They go check it out. There's zombies everywhere down in the basement now. I, Which makes me think there's two ways this started. Was the gas or that guy was patient zero and got zombified by a rat and then started eating his pals. Like I don't really know what's going on here. Well, the gas has to be doing it because... We see how fast the zombies move in this one, and it's not going to be a super spreader through that factory. No, these guys are some of the slowest zombies we've ever seen. Yes, uh, they make their way down to the floor of whatever facility this is, and then the first zombie attacks, and you're like, whoop, that's a zombie early in. Well, nice job, Bruno. At least you put the zombies on screen fast and didn't make us wait for a fucking hour and a half. he put something on screen. I don't know if I'd call them zombies because this guy basically looks like he just pushed his face into chocolate cake. Uh, You know, Dawn of the Dead, some of them are just blue. Yes, some of them are just blue. So let's not get hard on them for that. Uh, Also, this zombie starts killing a man who says, hey, guys, Go ahead and just watch this zombie eat me. Right. Like, don't run. Don't do anything. Just watch. Not even in horror. Just check it out. 
Like, you never saw this before. Just hang out. The professor takes a tour of his coworkers getting eaten. He's like, hmm, that's interesting, and just stands and watches for, like, oh, hey, Fred's getting eaten. Well, I'll check this out for a little while. Okay. Yeah, I also There's his noticed liver. the factory zombies seem to be uh, very responsible eaters. They're taking tiny bites. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, little tiny bites of people. They've had... They, uh, a gastric sleeve put in, and so they have to be very... Uh, they're watching their weight and, and trying to sure. stay fit. Yeah. Uh, the head of evil teleports all over mm-hmm. during this sequence. He does not walk anywhere. He just shows up places, and then is kind of like, oh, no, they're dead, too, kind of. I should watch them oh, no. get eaten. Uh, he does go upstairs, finally, and he records a tape message and he's like, uh, yeah, this uh, this was a bad plan. Uh, sorry, our bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, Operation Sweet Death got out of hand. Looks like it's going to work better than perfectly. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Also, whoever named this facility Hope, uh, you'll have a, a promising career uh, titling legislation. <laughs> right. Uh okay, yeah, I'm I'm suing for false advertising, Hope 18. Um elsewhere, there's a hostage situation. <laughs> and it just jumps like this is a totally new movie. Right. They don't try to tie this in, nothing. It's just like, and now that we've shown you the zombies, welcome to this other movie that we've created. Fire up movie two. Uh it's at the consulate, the American consulate, I guess. And uh these terrorists uh have some uh, embassy people hostaged. And they want, their demand is that they shut down all the Hope facilities and tell the public what the Hope facilities were. Like, how the fuck did these guys even know about it? I guess they got some pretty bad security leaks in, in uh, wherever this takes place at. These Also, you can see the first, well, it's not the first shades of the production. I, I feel like the cop scene is actually stolen from another movie, and then mm-hmm. they just kind of got as close to it with the shots that they had to do themselves. Right. Uh, the hostage takers, whatever those are called, the terrorists, mm-hmm. you'll notice that they, most of them, have the remnants of makeup on still, because they're the zombie extras in the beach scene later. Yes. Yep, I yeah. got that. <laughs> Especially the guy who brings in the TV. Yeah. TV guy. TV guy. <laughs> he still has his zombie makeup I on. Mean, I'm like, what the fuck bad. is wrong with this guy? And then you're like, oh, I wonder if he was in the previous scene. And then he's like, I'm not taking off my makeup for this. I'll just walk in with the TV. It'll be fine. Yeah, his makeup was seriously like, they just took like a, a ash pit from last night's campfire and just stuck his face in it because he's just gray as hell and you're like that man needs to see a doctor (laughs) that's not healthy uh outside the SWAT team is gonna go in but we're not gonna call them the SWAT team and I don't even care what these guys' names are I'm just gonna call them wankers because that's what Uh, these guys are they're wankers they're wankers yes but they're not Interpol SWAT. They're not police. Those are henchmen. Yes, indeed. <laughs> they are dressed like henchmen, <laughs> and they behave like henchmen. Those are henchmen. <laughs> Bring in the henchers. Okie dokie. Um, so they go in. Uh, they got the tear gases deployed. They they go in. The first guy that they 
fine. They're like, drop your weapon. Okay, I was just walking over here, and then they cut his fucking throat open. Like, ha, ha, ha. They're also, they're bad guys, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they shoot TV guy. They shoot TV guy. He didn't even have a gun. No. And they just sent him in five minutes ago, so they knew who that guy was. They're like, that fucker. There he is. He took my parking spot last week right? at Costco. You know what? <coughs> That's it. This is my revenge time right now. Yeah, I think TV guy is like the other part of the hostage negotiation people sending in the pizza guy that happens to have like a like a gun and he's going to try to spring everybody from the inside. TV guy's on their side. And they're like, yeah. ah, die. It's a it's just a byproduct of how well this team works independently. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we, we, it's messy. Got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. But these guys are very effective and they work independently. So, you know, we're just not going to know what they're going to do. They're wild cards. Yeah, we don't even know who called them. How do, Who's in charge of these guys? We'll never know. They just have I, a CB I believe radio they... in, in Bob's basement. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, hostage situation. Everybody get on your jumpsuits. Suit up. Yeah. The, the police chief's like, oh, no, we got these guys from Hope 18. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they go in and they shoot the rest of the host or the rest of the guys, too. And the, the lead guy gives us a long soliloquy before dying. Uh, it's it's uh, I like this is a repeating theme of like just giving these long, dramatic uh, discussions in vague terms before you die for the rest of the movie. Yeah, it was what was left of uh, Fergasso's idea of blending Soylent Green into the zombie genre. Yeah, 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 a bit, a bit of that. Um, so now they're like, I guess, because earlier they're like, so what are we going to do later? Or I want to go on vacation. Let's go to an exotic place where they got hula girls and, and we can get some of that. And then the next thing is they're in some exotic location talking about hula girls, implying that they went on their fucking vacation. Well, it's a working vacation. The, the guy's billing is, hey, we're going on vacation. They're like, hey, our vacation. Like, no, bring your gear. We're actually just we just got to work remotely again. Oh, where do you guys want to go? Do you want to go to Hawaii? I heard it's nice there. We could try Bali. We could try Fiji. I heard about this place where they have cannibals. Let's go there. Yeah, Cannibal Town. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Well, and they're just taking a piss, like right on these people's graveyard, right? Uh huh. Making comments about the sexy skeleton women. Yeah. And then it's like, all right. And then they admit that they stole a jeep. Like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Like, they're supposed to be the country's special ops, right? Uh-huh. But they don't even give them a fucking car. Right. No, this this is Bob's basement revenge service. Yes, it is. They're, yeah. they're actually some of the best henchmen I've seen because henchmen are not good, usually. I yeah. mean, they, they, they show their sh- true colors by the end of it, it with their ability to shoot things, but they're, they're just henchmen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so uh, elsewhere... There's, I guess, some tourists uh, in a Range Rover, two couples and a kid, and somehow this kid has got, like, the grossest, most infected wound. Like, that kid really needs to go to a hospital, not continue your uh, trip in Cannibal Town. What the fuck, people? 
this is something that had it takes watching the movie twice to put it together. <laughs> They're a news team. Yeah. A married couple producers, a cameraman, Max, and then she's the journalist. And then the argument is about, we can't bring our kids to work anymore. This one's actually going to die now. Oh, I see. Okay. I thought they were just out enjoying themselves. <laughs> it look, It looked like he kind of fell on a stick. And they were like, ah, it'll be okay. We'll just keep it clean. Rub some dirt in it. Yeah. And then he started to get uh, gangrene. Uh Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, well, we don't want to be negligent. (laughs) We should probably take him to somewhere. These buildings. It's abandoned town. We'll get some water for him, and he'll be better. No, that kid's not going to make it, guys. Yeah, and the dad is, like, yelling at the mom about not having a medical supply kit. And the kid, and and then he blames it on a mosquito bite, and I'm like, that is the biggest fucking mosquito bite I have ever seen in my life. Uh, no, that uh, that was, I think you mistook a mosquito for a 357 round, buddy, because that kid has clearly been shot in the tummy. Well, the guy who became a zombie that bit him was actually named Mosquito. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. So, uh, the. Cameraman and the reporter, they go looking for out for some water, uh, and the dad is like, uh, I'll stay here and just catch some Z's with my dying son on my on my lap. You know, he and I are just going to snuggle, and he's going to pass away while I, while I fall asleep, because that's just kind of the dad I am. <laughs> yeah, he, he dies. Just, he dies in his father's lap, and his father's like, I'm so sleepy. <laughs> I didn't even notice. He's just like, what was that? Oh, kid dying? I, oh, I just just need a couple more winks. Just a couple more. Uh, the mom finds the zombie and runs out, and I guess she gets beat, eaten up a little bit, and uh, then the kid becomes a zombie, starts eating on his dad. Uh, the reporter and the, camera, uh, the cameraman... They find a pool full of zombies, and it's like, what are what were those zombies doing down there in the first place? Um, that seems a little bit more puzzling because it shows them, and they're like, oh, we found some water to drink, and you see the water, and you're like, yeah. no, that's just poison. <laughs> yeah. And they don't drink it because they're like, oh, good thing we didn't drink that poison. It's got zombies in it. <laughs> Zom- we were willing to chance the diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, yeah, diarrhea is fine, but zombification, nah. Um, all right, so the wankers, they see him, and uh, they're like, oh, let's go down there. And I like how he's like, hey, he's looking through the binoculars, and he's like, what do you suppose those white things are down there to his guys? And they're like, you're the one with fucking binoculars. You tell us, asshole. And they're like, oh, that's buildings. Hey, there's a car. The guy has binoculars, and you see better than, well, okay, fine, sons of bitches. Maybe he was using them backwards. <laughs> So everything looked like super far away. And he's like, how can you guys even see that? <laughs> right. So they drive down there. They find the kid eating the dad. Uh, and it takes them a little while, but they figure out the shoot him in the head thing. Oh, okay. That's what we got. Sort of. They never really figured it out they- other than the one guy who I'm just going to call Psycho for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Psycho. Yeah. He figures it out. Uh, I This kid thing is about as much fun as you can have in a zombie movie, I think, because the kid does 
he does passable as becoming a zombie when he dies. Mm-hmm. Not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does passable eating the guts. Not really. Mm-hmm. And then he gets shot like 17 times. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, wow, most people would be afraid to even do the kid. But you're just like doing the kid over and over again, again with a four by a two by four. You're just like beating the kids a zombie and we got to kill the kid to death to the point that there's just people standing around going, that dad kid can get shot a lot. Right. This is weird. Nobody is reacting to these guys shooting this little boy a bunch of times. They're just looking at it like, like, like they caught they went fishing and caught a bass like that's as surprised and as shocked as they are to see a child get shot in the chest seven times like huh okay seeing that now moving on um so they wipe out the rest of the zombies and they shoot the kid right in the head yeah they eventually well psycho does uh we cut to a TV station, which is trying to do some uh, uh, exposition for us on what's happening or to set up the remainder of the movie because it's mashing a bunch of shit together. So we've got this paper thin narrative that it's pushing on us delivered by uh, two guys at a TV station giving us uh, expository dialogue. And they're like, uh, the, the natives are restless and they're, they're in civil war because they're zombies and I think the TV is telling us that they, these natives treat their dead in a special way. And so you can't destroy the zombies because they're revered because they're the dead. And so the plague is just wiping out all these tribes. And now they're going to war with each other or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. It's basically like unconfirmed reports of unconfirmed things. Now, Birds, birds, because there's a bunch of shots of birds next. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't understand. Okay, um, so the wankers want to go through this village, and uh, the reporter lady's like, "No, you can't just go in there, guns blazing. You'll never get through this jungle, even if you had a tank." Uh, let me go in. I've spent time with these people before. And they're like, before they can even react, she does the Superman reveal of her boobs. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I got to do this on my own. And they're like, you were already, what are you, what are you doing? Oh, hey. <laughs> I was not planning on seeing boobs today, but look, there they are. <laughs> and then she's like, I have to run ahead. You're thinking, I'm going to scout out the area and come back. No, she just gets naked, puts on some leaves around her, just her crotch, and then runs six feet ahead of the Jeep. <laughs> right. And she, she's got like tribal makeup too, like fake shitty tribal makeup. Who was packing that makeup this whole time? It was in the camera bag, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> And it looks really stupid. Like she's she's designed the worst pattern of tribal makeup I have ever seen. <laughs> like especially on her face. Yeah, having seen it twice, the first time I'm like, oh man, what a fail. She's got like Halloween puppy dog. <laughs> oh, that's what I thought too. Yeah, like I, you know, the first time I saw this, I was like, well, every 22 year old girl would do slutty puppy for Halloween. <laughs> right, <laughs> but. There is an actual native from the other movie 
Lavalle that has the exact same makeup, and so they matched it. Okay, that, that. wasn't a very good idea. No, though. no, sure wasn't. Um, so she's like, I need one hour. I'm gonna go in there uh, and negotiate something, and then you guys can show up. And uh, basically, she just goes in there and negotiates with more archival footage from this other movie. Yeah, uh, the most important thing to note is that they are rubbing dead people on their skin like it's lotion. Mm-hmm. Ugh, this, oh, which, this whole thing was just gross. Yeah, this is real gross. But if you want to get dysentery, dead person lotion is the way dead to go. Dead person lotion, uh, it, it is... Uh, very exfoliating, uh, but what gets into your pores is uh, is more death. So don't do that. Yeah, it's bad. Don't. Did you yeah. see the cock and balls, though, on this oh, dead man. guy? That guy was packing heat. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I thought they just put a gourd down there, you know, uh, like a Thanksgiving gourd. And then I look closer and I'm like, nope, that is two balls and a penis. Like that thing yeah. is huge. He like, wasn't even dangerous. A, he wasn't even a big dude. And he just had this huge nutsack and this huge dong. <laughs> it was like, like a five foot dude with long dong silvers junk. Like what the fuck? <laughs> he had a butternut squash. It was ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. They, they put him in like, He's the gynecologist. He's like in stirrups. Uh-huh. Now this is a, a different guy. I know. Well, the yeah, that guy's in the log. This is where the found footage becomes a bit of a mashup, right. and you're having a hard time keeping a track of which is which. Right. But later, but in the sequence, there's a guy that like is in stirrups over a fire, and I just can't see that ending well. Uh, right. Like, is that what? Is this how they make their funeral confetti? <laughs> That guy's going to pop. It's going to be gross. Yeah, it's like, it's like uh it's like, you know, a piñata. You just to get him get him nice and hot and he uh, explodes and the kids get candy. It's just your uncle's guts. But notice that they Ew. didn't show his wiener. He probably took one look at that other guy's wiener and was like, no, "Nope. No, give no, me a covering." Yeah, I'm I'm good. I mean, I mean, I I I don't want to uh embarrass that that guy cuz mine's so big. So much bigger than his junk. Yep, that's what I'm thinking right now. So let me hide it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it's that big, you'll need this cape. No, no, my underwear are fine. Oh, are they? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So I also like that the leader, I guess, of the tribe walks over and gives her his helmet to put on like yeah one of us one of us google gobble google gobble that's like have my helmet <laughs> do you do this with everybody that shows up in this town that you like like how you, so you're just making helmets all day long like i can't keep my helmet i'm always giving it to guests he just loves them titties <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs> um yeah do we still have cannibals? Is there still cannibals anywhere? I have no idea. I'm going to just assume yes. Like, other than Monkey Island, you know? Because these guys kind of remind me of the cannibals in Monkey Island, too. <laughs> yeah. It's a strange thing to do this because you've got zombies in a cannibal situation. It's multiplicative. Mm-hmm. I think it's so 
bizarre. The, the filmmakers themselves didn't even know what to do with the idea. Right. I agree with that. Um. Anyway, so the, eventually the wankers drive up and uh, they're the, all accepted into the, the tribe. And then so they have a big fucking party with like very not tribal music. Like it's a pretty groovy tune that they're playing here. Uh, and uh, <laughs> then they're invited into the tents and it's like, hey, let's make out with these cannibal women. And uh, one guy is like eating a, another gourd that's all shredded up. And the other guy's like, I drank too much. Bleh. And there's much vomiting and dancing. And it's just fucking wacky. It is strange. Uh, the reporter decides that she's going to hit on the guy that sort of looks a little bit like Chuck Woolery. Because mm-hmm. there's a guy that looks a little bit like Chuck Woolery. Mm-hmm. And then there's a guy that looks a little bit like Lee Majors. But the real Tom problem Berger. is they look just like each other, right? and you can't tell them a fucking part. Yep, I agree with that completely. Uh, and I also think the guy that looks like uh, uh, Lee Majors slash Tom Berenger is the leader of this whole group. Yes. And the guy that looks like Chuck Walry is his, like, uh, second-in-command. Something like that. Also, Chuck Walry, go to hell. Um, So, they have, a, like, a little conversation uh, when the funeral guy that's over the fire pit uh, comes back. He's a zombie and uh, attacks her. And he gets bonked in the face by uh, Lee Majors, but then there's more of them, and the whole town is overrun suddenly, and uh, so they got to get out of there. They do, and they have established to shoot them in the head. These are very slow zombies. He has an H&K M3, which is a three oh eight, and really a designated marksman rifle, at distance, these are dead zombies very quickly, which is why he turns it around and uses it as a bat, yeah. proving that he is a henchman. Yes, very much so. These guys are so fucking stupid. Um, So they leave. The next day, their Jeep breaks down, and so they're like, well, we got to all pile into the Range Rover and uh, get, your, uh, get your camera equipment out of there. We got our stuff that we don't use ever uh, to put in there, and the camera guy's like, no, we got to keep that. It's our... It's our uh, footage and records. Like, you brought your records collection? I don't know. Yeah. That was a good idea. No, it's, he's got Dylan and the Dead in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Dark Side of the Moon. Right. Yeah, there's some good stuff. <laughs> don't leave home without it. Uh, so she is like, he'll never fucking come and say, give us your stuff and do whatever you want. This is our Range Rover. Uh, she grabs a gun. She's holding Lee Majors at gunpoint. And then all of a sudden, she just gets completely dismantled from, like, what she was doing. Like, they just all seems very threatening. And she's like, I've killed a man before, and I'm not afraid to do it. Like, holy shit, this chick's kind of badass. And then they just take the gun away from her. Just take it away. Like, wow, that sucks. (laughs) Is that how your rape thing went, too? Because she says, I killed a man because he tried to rape me. Right. And I'm like, okay. Well, it clearly went better for her because she actually accomplished something because she said she killed a man. This is embarrassing. I feel bad. I'm (laughs) actually going to go out on a limb and say that he still raped her after she killed him. (laughs) And they're like, how? And she goes, 
Well, it wasn't easy. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks, Sam. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> okay, so later, uh, they're still pals, because uh, fucking Chuck Woolery comes over and gives her some fucking Copenhagen. <laughs> like, uh, don't smoke. Yeah. It's bad for you. Here, have some chew. <laughs> have mm. some chew. She literally... You won't get- He's like, oh, the cigarettes, they'll see that. And she's like, are we worried about snipers now? Because mm-hmm. that campfire is pretty bright. Right. We've been driving all day with the headlights on. <laughs> I mean, come on. And I'm pretty sure that he didn't give her chewing tobacco. It looked more like heroin. That's how um, old chews, you know, like uh, like big, not big league chew, but the, the bag chew. That's you break it off. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did not know Plug. that. Plug tobacco. Yeah, plug tobacco. There you go. And I like when she puts it in, which plug tobacco is tough stuff. And she puts she puts it in and she's like, hmm, that's pretty good. <laughs> she literally goes, yum. You're like, no, it, you're about to puke, lady. <laughs> yeah, no. Everyone that has plug tobacco the first time's like, I can take it. I can do it. And by the time you try to get it into your mouth, like you're going to pouch it, that's when the barf happens. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It is tough stuff. Uh, funny story. Um, I was, <laughs> I had this guy come over and work on the motorhome, and uh, he for my generator. I was having some generator issues, and so he like was tracing to make sure the thing got gas into the generator, and so he kept siphoning uh, gas into the gas line, you know, like into his mouth and spitting it out. And each time he's like, "Yuck!" And I'm like, "Do you want some water to wash your mouth out with?" Because he did it like six times, and he's like. Nope, that's why I chew. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, now you've just got, you, you've got gas chew. You, your chew has yeah. <laughs> become one with the gasoline. <laughs> no, I mean, gas. we just learned something about being hard. Huffing gas is for pussies. <laughs> <laughs> I chew it. <laughs> it was, it was like, Okay. Can you just fix my generator and go away, please? <laughs> you scare me. <laughs> um, so the chief and the psycho, they go for a walk and uh, they find some zombies and they're like, oh, run away. And the camera guy's like, oh, shit, what a perfect time to get some great footage of these zombies. And so he wanders over about six feet away from him. And then the zombies appear to stop moving any closer to him, but the movie is telling us that the zombies are coming right at him. But you look at it, they're not moving. No, they're all standing there and everyone's screaming, what did we do? <laughs> they're gonna get him. And he's like, shut up. I just need to hold still for 10 seconds and I've got it and I'll come back. And that never happens. And eventually the psycho guy has to go in there and he's like, I know how to deal with these zombies by dancing with them. By dancing with them. What the fuck is this shit? I don't know, but I will say that this was the smiliest pack of zombies in oh, the entire yeah. <laughs> movie. Like, half of these zombies are just got shit-eating grins on their face like, yeah, I'm in a movie. It's because they made the 10 o'clock news, Jackie. Mom, I'm on TV! Wee! Yeah. Is, is As they it... throw you in the back of a cop car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> or or she goes over there and uh, she's like, oh, I like I like your zombie makeup. What? What are you up to today? Uh, yeah, I, I'm eating people. Also, I like turtles. Because, you know, like that kid. Yeah. 
we're on TV. <laughs> All right, so this fucking psycho guy is like he just gets swarmed by them, and I have never seen any zombie me be more inept at being a zombie than these ones. Like they're bad at being zombies because this guy is clearly within nibbling range or grabbing range. Yeah. And they can't there's, even do it. There's a small group of three zombies earlier that the cameraman and the reporter win a game of Red Rover with. Uh-huh. And you're like, wow, those are bad zombies. Those are the worst zombies I've ever seen. And then there's these zombies. And you're like, oh, shit. He actually tries to feed one of the zombies his arm. And it's just like, oh, that's a big taco. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And I keep thinking he's going to die and like they're going to be like, God, that guy was an idiot. And would they move on or he's just suicidal or something. But no, these zombies are just completely inept. It's bonkers. Uh, so they find some house and it's got a playground in front. And I like how it's established. We get by we finally get a shot of birds that are diegetic in the film because they're filtered with a binocular lens. So somebody's looking through binoculars at birds. Then we get the reverse shot and the binoculars are pointed directly at the house that's in front of them. Like there's two shots here that don't line up. Wait, I thought you were looking at birds. Now we're looking at a house where the birds were. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. Good it job. It seems like there's an attempt for some level of continuity with these stock shots, but uh -huh. it just doesn't work. It's it just like elephants, yeah. birds, a baboon, more bird, a fox eating a bouncing little thing. I don't know. No, the fox, the coyote eating the rat thing, whatever the hell that was. Mm -hmm. That's like that actually is the hound getting the hair. Like he actually tried to foreshadow with that it but that's not what happens <laughs> no well no it does it does because well i won't all right all right you point you pointed out when you think the hound gets the hair um all right so they find uh uh one guy i i don't know what we're gonna call him uh we're not gonna call him anything because he dies right here he finds a closet full of like party costumes and he's like i'm gonna have a costume party do, 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 do. yeah <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> He's supposed like you're gonna go down and clear the basement, and he goes into the first room and he starts putting on ladies' clothes, and you're like, "Easy, Jay Edgar." <laughs> and then he manages to get eaten. Like, uh, what's in this room? Oh no! Bop it up, doo doo. I'm getting eaten. Na 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 na. Yeah, he's got a top hat and a cane, <laughs> and he's trying to put on the Ritz, but right. there's too many zombies in the way. <laughs> He was like, I saw the other guy dance with the zombies. I thought you liked dancing. I was going to show you how to do it well. They're putting him on the Ritz crackers. They're going to eat him. Well, he is smiling <laughs> while he's laying there like. <laughs> uh, upstairs, uh, the Lee Major guy has found an old lady that has cats living in her tummy. That was uh, unexpected. Yeah. Don't and that kitten jumps out. Yeah. That, what were you doing in there? Like, he also out wrestles the lieutenant for a while. This yeah, is the, the lieutenant, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was out wrestles him, and then 
he like finally pushes her off and pulls out his gun and she just starts smiling at him like but I'm your grandma. You <laughs> can't like shoot me. Sweetest old lady. <laughs> Do and you want some cookies? <laughs> when he shoves her off and pulls his gun out, you're like, okay, shoot her. And then he doesn't. And then she tries the grandma routine. And that's when he's like, you know what? You're not my grandma. <laughs> and then he finally fucking shoots her after a really long time. Right. Oh, uh, man. Uh, the house has been overrun. Uh, the zombies have come, they, and they they grab the reporter, but they don't eat her, even though, like again, her head is in the range of their mouths very easily. Um, and the psycho guy dives into a mob of them again and does the same thing from before. This time, at least he's got a weapon, but it's a pretty shitty weapon because it's like supposed to be this roaring torch. And it's like the big lighter of torches. It's not a lot of fire. You couldn't set a guy no. on fire without working pretty hard with this thing. But he does set a guy on fire. Eventually, yes, when they get a different torch. But when he's inside the house, he's just like, you'll never take me. You want a piece of me? Well, you're not going to get one, you fuckers. <laughs> just yeah. The same shit. It's so fucking weird. They go to the car and they're like, okay, we can't wait for Psychopath anymore. Then he shows up just in time before they leave. Mm -hmm. And at that point, the lieutenant's like, nope, he's off the reservation. Just go take his guns. Right. So they take one of the guns, go back. And he's like, I said, take his guns, not one of them. And he's in the he's car in now. The car. God damn it. Okay. They tried to drive off. The car breaks down because I guess it's got bullet allergies or something. I don't know. Before that, because they don't close the windows or lock the doors, one of the zombies just hops in and sits down for a I, ride. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, my instant riff was like, uh, can you take me to the airport? <laughs> uh, it's so weird. Because he tries to close the door behind him right? like he's a passenger. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys watch the game last night? It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh yeah so they drive off eventually they they drive to the river and they're like okay so we'll follow the river down that'll get us to the ocean where we can launch our zodiac wait i'm sorry what zodiac wait huh okay yeah, that's unexpected and finish the mission huh. finish the mission so you took the standard passenger fare to wherever you're at and had a Zodiac lying in wait rather than just taking a boat to where you needed to go to begin with. Correct. Henchmen. Henchmen. Yeah. So I like how they, they say get the, the Zodiac and it uh, takes two dudes and it's it looks like um, a fairly flat but rubber encasement. And then they get down to the beach, and there it's got an engine. Yeah. Like, there's no way that all that shit was in that little bag. Right. <laughs> it looks like a tent bag that they walk up with, and then they've got an entire zodiac with a bunch of shit in it. Yeah. <laughs> the feet sits seats eight. Okay. Um. And then so they zodiac to the Hope 18 facility, and you're like, oh, okay. So the movie does tie together. Interesting. Um, the cameraman guy gets eaten. Uh, and then so does the psycho guy uh, because I he does the dance thing again, but it finally doesn't work because the elevator close doors close on him, and now he's trapped. I guess I don't know. It's just too tight a space for dancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Overcapacity, definitely a, a health violation mm-hmm. with that elevator. <laughs> also, they get to the facility. It's crawling with zombies, mm-hmm. and the lieutenant's like, I'm still going to finish the mission. And it's like, what's the fucking mission? Well, let's save that one to the end, Sam, uh, because maybe we'll stumble upon it on along the way. Uh, so then he gets bitten in the neck. He's not dead, but he's clearly turning into a zombie. And he goes upstairs, and he finds the tape, the the apology tape from the beginning, plays it, and then starts, like, ripping up papers. From the top secret folder, yeah. From the top secret yeah. folder, while the other two are just wandering around. Okay. Um, and he's burning yeah. stuff in an ashtray. Yeah. Okay. He's, I guess the mission is to destroy the evidence of the apocalypse, but he should be like, well, why the fuck? Dude, there's we zombies everywhere. We should just everywhere. get out of here. There's, and then the the other guy and the reporter lady are like, oh, now we know. Knowing is half the battle. Let's just give up. Yeah. What She go, She gives a long-ass soliloquy as well. Because he's now, Lee Majors is now a zombie, and she's they're, they're all coming for him. I like their little march that they make as well. Like, the zombies are very good at queuing in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're coming down the stairs like it's a lunch break. And then there's <laughs> three of them dressed in unitards and sneakers. Like, what did they do at the factory? They're green man. Yeah, they're yep. green man from Philadelphia. <laughs> what the fuck is your job? We can see your dick. <laughs> And it's not nearly as big as the guy from the death scene earlier. That, that guy couldn't get in one of those green man suits. This chunk was way too big. Yeah. <laughs> and then she gets it pretty rough. Like, it tears out her tongue and then punches up into her brain through her mouth and then pokes out her eyeballs from the opposite side. <laughs> yeah, this is one of the most vengeful zombie killings ever. <laughs> If not the most, because this zombie has killed her in a way that she can't become a zombie because he punches her brain out. Right. <laughs> that was the cameraman. You'd have enough of her shit over the years. Uh-huh. Or an angry fan that, you know, signed up for her fan club, but she never sent him anything. But she took the $25 uh-huh. for membership fee. And he's like, I never got my belt, my belt buckle. Say goodbye to your eyeballs from the inside. Like it's it's a strange it's a strange way to go. <laughs> I just gotta pull your tongue out and make room for this brain punch. Yeah. <laughs> Elsewhere, there's these two barflies uh, that are like they hear about the zombies on the news, and they're like, uh, "Fake news, whatever." And they let's go make out, and she's like, "Oh, I don't want to go any further because then you won't marry me." And he's like, "Dude, we're like." We're in our 40s. What the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, uh, whatever. I need a smoke. You, you stress me out. I, I need a cigarette. So, uh, uh, hey, mister, do you have a lighter? And and her makeout partner's like, I seriously have one right here. And she's like, nope, don't want yours. I'm going to go bug this stranger who appears to be napping. Knocks him over. It's a zombie. She gets eaten. The dude gets eaten. The zombies are everywhere. Mission failed, I think. But then we get a close-up of some blue zombie. Oh, yeah, right, coming at the camera, implying that the zombies are coming for us. Um, Yeah, so the mission was to destroy evidence of the zombies, but yeah. 
the zombies were literally on the fucking, they were on CNN, dude. Your but, mission was dumb. Like, are they there to destroy the evidence that it was a man-made zombie pandemic in case the zombie pandemic didn't work by killing everyone? Uh, yeah, I, but the UN fucking knows what's going on. Like, it's made it to the top. You can't, what are you doing there? Uh, I I actually have to mention the UN sequence because it's supposed to be like, oh my God, everything's going to hell. There's only a few people left at the UN and they're just throwing papers around and I'm like, that's actually what the UN looks like almost every day. Yeah, that was just six right. people really pissed <laughs> off and no one listening. Yep. Weird. Okay, uh, question time, Jackie. Why did she? Why did the reporter and the cameraman fucking get on the Zodiac and go on their secret mission with right. them? Like, no, you you've got the car. You drop them off, and then you're like, well, see ya. And you head to the airport and get the fuck out of there. Yeah, like... And how did the zombies get across the water? How did the zombies get from the fucking factory to mainland wherever? No, they didn't go from the mainland. They actually could have driven to the facility. They just decided to take a Zodiac up the river. Yeah, right, right. It's a pleasure cruise. They didn't leave the island. They just took a boat to where they were going instead of a car. Yeah. They wanted to do um, some fishing along the way. <laughs> yeah. And they do address why Max and What's-Her-Face go with them. And the main lieutenant's like, we can't leave them here. That would be murder. We're going to take them with us. Which is, will be murder. No, we're good. We're good. You guys, you guys suck, by the way. Bye. And then they drive the fucking Range Rover away. No, don't go with these guys. Are you kidding me? Like, the first time that they shoot him in the chest, like, 70 times. Oh, yeah, we forgot about that head thing. That's when you, like, sneak off in the night with the car. Like, nope, these guys are going to be a problem. They're clearly psychopaths. Uh, We're leaving. (laughs) I mean, nope. What else? Who else has got anything? Sam? What was she there reporting on to begin with? I think I'm guessing something to do with the the native tribes because she had experience with them. So she's probably like the lead the lead expert on what these tribe people are up to. And th- there was unrest, right? So yeah, I well, guess. there wasn't unrest until they were already there. True. They're just down there reporting on cannibals, yeah. which is not hot news at this time. So, like, the news report goes, Diane, what have you got for us? Well, there's still cannibals in this land. How did you find any of this out, Diane? Well, they love titties. <laughs> wow, this is not news, Diane. See, and I was gonna, I was thinking that she was doing a, where are they now? So she spent a year out there with uh-huh. them, and then she's back to report on you know, whether or not Tony opened up his pizza business, <laughs> you know, like we left it and, uh, you know, the one guy was going to go to college right. and the other guy, you know, he was trying to build up his herd so he could be, you know, king cowboy and he's going to own a dude ranch. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, she was just there to see if they had, you know, fulfilled their dreams. So, uh, so did any of you guys fulfill your dreams? 
No, we just mostly hung out and ate people. Oh, well, maybe next year. <laughs> Where are they now? Most of them are poo. Yeah. <laughs> Over on that side of the mountain. Um. Okay. Uh, who was your favorite uh, zombie death? What was your? Favorite? I'm gonna go with her getting her whole brain pushed out of her yeah, eyes. It's pretty hard. It's pretty hard to object with that. I liked. I liked the kid quite a bit eating his dad's tummy. I thought that was pretty funny because he that guy kind of fucking deserved it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he kind of had it coming, right? See, and I liked the rat attack. The rat attack was good too. I thought that was just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> They're all pretty good. The producer mom, like, she, we don't see her get it because she, like, walks up to this priest, I guess. Uh-huh. But we see her dead. She's hung from the ceiling and she's bleeding out. And it's like, you can't walk. How the fuck did you get her up there? Who got, how'd you get up there? Did somebody, like, chuck you up there? What? How? <laughs> that's where he's, he hides his fresh meat. Yeah. Yeah, that's the meat locker. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, final recommendations, starting with Jackie. Oh, I'm going to give this a do. Really? I I don't like zombie movies, but this one wasn't as gross as most of them. Except for their, all that middle footage with the tribal people that we all just said. That was pretty yeah, gross. Yeah, like, what the fuck is this? Um, And I was trying to eat nachos at the time, too. And I, <laughs> this was like the most... The, like, the worst fucking time in the entire movie to go, like, you know what? I need a little snack. And I got up, because, you know, it's on Tubi, so... There was like an ad right before all this started, and I was like, "Okay, Gary, I'm gonna go get some nachos, right?" So I get my nachos and I sit back down, and it's like, "Okay, yeah, this is fucking gross." Um, but I I really like the rat death, and and I thought that the weird pictures of animals and just it it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Like really, it's just like they had to put stuff in there to get the movie long enough. But I. That weird, like, cut it together weirdness, it just kind of works. Huh. Okay. I'm surprised by that. Uh, Sam, we forgot to uh, bring up the hound gets the hair scene. When, when does the hound get the hair? The hound gets the hair is the zombie virus getting humanity. That's the foreshadowing there is that uh, it okay. can't get away. We see that rat thing early on yeah. running, but it just doesn't, again, watch. you watch it twice and you're like, I think that's what he's going for Maybe. but it doesn't yeah. really work uh i think we i think we are going to get away from this zombie outbreak uh because these zombies really suck i think we'll be okay if, if this is the zombie apocalypse good because we're going to be just fine um me i'm going to give it a don't i did not enjoy it uh it's yeah it's got its flashes but too much archival footage too much b-roll uh too much mashing up this into some just like I've got this scene shot. It doesn't have anything to do with this scene over here. I need to film a third scene to tie these two scenes together just so I can make a 90 minute movie. Um, it's almost got something and it's almost got the something that the day of the dead, if, if Bruno Mattei hadn't made this movie, it could have been good because there's a single shot in this film uh, as they're driving to the river that I was like, Oh man, there was almost a good movie in here, but it's so inept that it doesn't fuck. It can't even do it. But it, imagine if these guys had been not wankers and not henchmen, like their 
really elite. Like they're basically the guys that meet the predator in the first one. These are the top, the cream of the crop. And you slowly progressively watch them get broken down mentally over the, the period of this film. Uh, you know, they're, they're physically exhausted. They're mentally exhausted and they all start having PTSD while still in the situation that gave them PTSD. That would have been a nice, pretty decent movie. Um, but Bruno Mattei is not the person to helm that film. And I think that's where it was supposed to go, but he just was like, no, I'm going to Bruno out. Um, so I just, I just didn't enjoy it. So it's a, it's a don't for me. Sam. I loved it. Uh, yes, you're right. There is a really good idea there, but I don't hold it against the film that it's a complete pooch screw of a good idea. I hold it as the shiny, beautiful object that it is, a giant pile of Bruno Mattei crap. <laughs> it's random, strange, and it always keeps going, and I love it. It's actually on the short list of zombie movies that I actually like. Yeah, and maybe that's my bad, my also biased is I'm just so fucking over zombies. I was about five years ago. I was like, I'm done with zombies. I'm sick of them. And that's not this movie's fault. That's everybody being like, oh my God, zombies are so cool. And really they're not because you're not getting the idea behind what George A. Romero was trying to accomplish with his zombie films. They're not about zombies, assholes. Um, they're about the coronavirus. Yeah, right. Uh, so like, I, I, that's, that's again, not this film's fault, maybe why I don't like it, but uh, I'm just, I just sick of zombies. Mm. So. Give me some more Dracula. <laughs> well, speaking of which, it is my pick next okay. week. Okay, what you got for us? I found a movie with Bruce Campbell in it. Mm -hmm. It has vampires. Okay. And it's called Sundown. Oh, yes. Terror at Mountain High or something like that. Uh, Terror on the Mountain. It's also got David Carradine in it. Yeah. David Carradine's the lead, uh, lead bloodsucker, so that should be fun. Uh, currently streaming on? Amazon. Amazon Prime. Before we wrap up, got some uh listener feedback got a yes email from uh probably a long time listener first time writer uh jm jm says hey y'all uh hey jim jm jam jam i'm trying to jim 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 in the holograms okay. yeah uh did you disconnect your voicemail i was buzzed and pumped to leave a message but it kept saying user busy uh yeah no we didn't google did because in order to have a Google voice, you have to make a certain amount of phone calls every month. And who are we going to call? So I just let it expire. So, yeah, we don't have we don't have a phone anymore. I don't even you must have listened to one of the old episodes where we said the phone number because I took it off the website. Even so if you're oh, trying to call us, just email us. Oh, that's too bad. I like that's well, well you want to yeah. call each other on the Google voice just so <laughs> we have it because I don't no, actually I really don't. Uh, anyways, I'm still listening, and I appreciate the Tango and Cash rerun. Oh, maybe that's where it was from. Uh, that shit is classic straight bonkers bad action. Rest assured, on my voicemail, my Jack Palance impression would have been inserted here. Uh, uh, let me let me do that for you. Sit on my face. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that what it says? No, I just I, that's my Jack Palance. Hey, yeah. Get right up there and sit on it. Well, you know, if you want to send us a voicemail, you can just record a, a memo with your phone and send it to the email. We'll play it. Yeah, that's a good way of doing it, too. 
Uh, so just letting you know, I'm still out here listening and hoping for a recommendation to be covered by you guys. Here it is, the 1991 Chuck Norris vehicle, The Hitman. I put this somewhere between Lone Wolf McQuaid and Delta Force. Good action. Chuck's hair is the perfect grease mullet, great one-liners, and Michael Parks kills it as the villain. Be on the lookout for hilarious and inappropriate one-liners and solid practical effects, and also implied Chuck Norris cunning lingus. Huh. What? <laughs> mustache <Yeah>. ride. <laughs> this this one's been on my back in my back pocket for a while. It's down there with Cemetery Man and coming at you. One right. of these days, I'll pull the trigger on it. Yeah, don't listen to him, He's JM. Lying. He's a liar, as we established at the beginning of this never, podcast. Never, ever do it. Fake news. Fake news. Uh, remember to keep up the wonderful and sometimes wonderfully awkward work. Uh, some new Nick Cage recommendations to follow. P.S. I'm a boring bullshit fan. So there you go, Sam. A little shout out to you, buddy. After seven years, someone finally <laughs> liked the research. <laughs> the only actual person that does legwork on this podcast gets a, gets a hey, buddy. Nice one. <laughs> I don't know how thorough he was, though, this week. I mean, he didn't have, you know, that actor's name with the big balls. Mm, right. <laughs> I didn't know. But you know how much fucking digging you have to do to find out anything about a Bruno, <laughs> Bruno de Matei movie? I mean, come on. You even call up Bruno and you're like, hey, can you tell me about this movie? And he's like, what? I don't know anything about that movie. God damn it, Bruno. <laughs> also, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a zombie. Um, all right, guys, enjoy your week. Get to the chopper. Fans of Stinker Madness, iTunes thinks you don't like us. What? How is that possible? Well, it's because you haven't given us a review yet. Go to Stinker Madness on iTunes and take just a couple seconds to rate and review us there. While you're at it, hit up Stitcher.com as well. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at forward slash Stinker Madness and email us at talk at We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and get to the chopper.